like just walking on a sidewalk and some older lady approached me and she was like really like really in my face and she was like it's all your fault that we're in this mess oh you there and you your, go <laughs> yeah you and your people's wow. fault that we're in this mess uh-huh. and then i was like oh my god i was, I was kind of like taken aback i was quite surprised Hello, and welcome to the Grotto Podcast, where our hosts Steve Kim and Michael Yu have candid conversations on God, family, business, and everything in between. I'm your producer, Josh, and we hope that the topics discussed in the Grotto leads you to think, reflect, and hear what God is saying in your own life. Please enjoy this conversation on the Grotto Podcast. Welcome to the Grotto Podcast. The boys are back. We are back. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know, but bo- boys are men. Old men. <laughs> <laughs> the old grouchy men are back. <laughs> uh, Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. We, we've we been on a bit of a break. We've been pretty busy. Yeah. We've all been uh, doing some work projects. But uh, um, yeah, Steve and I, we've been working on a side project, soon to be a, a, a larger, larger, uh, larger project, I guess. So, right. Um, so, yeah, Steve, do you want to share, share what we've been up to? Yeah. Give us a life update. Um, well, well, some big news. Little just, teaser. Yeah. We decided, so Sonia and I, we, last time we left off, we, we told you that we decided to stay in Vancouver and, and if we stay in Vancouver, we're going to do some kind of ministry. Right. And so we prayed, my wife and I prayed, uh, for some kind of like supernatural sign in January. Mm-hmm. We gave our, we gave a date of January 31st to go either like thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. And then no angel showed up or nothing, anything <laughs> like that. But we yep. did feel like there's all these little signs here and there. We had a uh, a small Bible study going and it's getting bigger. And then a lot mm-hmm. of young people. And just on that basis alone, we right. felt like, I guess, you know, my wife and I, our ministry still resonates with people. And, and especially with young people, that really gets me going because they're the future. Mm-hmm. And so... Long story short, we decided to plant a ministry called Rain City Ministries or Rain City Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So it's really technically our society name is Rain City Ministries and Mm -hmm. we're uh, a registered society in Canada, Mm -hmm. uh, in BC, and we are now applying for CRA status, uh, Mm. which will take about eight to 11 months. But What is CRA status? Well, it's when people give... uh, give donation they can get their charity receipt right so charitable status yeah but they can people can do that now i mean our chances of getting this is the third time going going through this process and Mm -hmm. um, i've never been rejected Uh, so chances are 99.999 percent we're going to get accepted so whoever wants to give and donate to this project (laughs) um, it's retroactive so uh, one year retroactive to the point uh, from the moment that you got accepted so if we get accepted okay. in december it's one year back one year prior so right um yeah rain city ministries and then uh rain city vancouver is the church arm of it mm-hmm. so yeah i don't want to go too much into detail but it's going to be a church mm-hmm. but it's going to be a lot more than that uh a lot of exciting initiatives a lot of things that we're trying to do which was one of the one of the projects is this podcast right grotto podcast yeah is under the like the umbrella of rain city now. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why we've been, I've been really busy. 
holding down a full-time job and also at the same time trying to get the church launched right but um we're it's back ex- though. it's exciting we're back we're, we're trying to get this going now yeah and you know that that i think the break was uh really you know i think we we got the most out of our break that we probably could have you know mm. and can you share a little bit about kind of um you know what that what that thought process was steve or or kind of like where you know you, you mentioned a few different signs that you had um well i mean the biggest thing is like our uh my my wife and i our identity right this mm-hmm. is what we are designed to do and i came to the conclusion after three years of doing other things i always say i'm not i'm i am not michael jordan but mm-hmm. it's like that that analogy is very appropriate because michael jordan stopped playing baseball i mean stopped playing basketball to go play baseball right and you know some things happened in his life and he needed a break from the game that he was called to do and mm-hmm. you know love and so i think my wife and i we took a big break and did some yeah. other things and um but then we came back came back to what we are not not only what we love but what we are called to do and destined to do so mm-hmm. we feel ministry and ministry our calling in ministry is is indelible mm-hmm. and it's, it's something that i can't exchange it's not like a vocation where i can just switch jobs it's something that got it's like a beacon like that it's like that alarm clock that you're trying to turn off but it keeps like keeps going right it's like that alarm clock that's possessed <laughs> that will never turn the snooze off. button just snooze button doesn't snooze button doesn't work <laughs> yeah and so uh, because of that i think that's that that alarm was resonating really loud so right. we decided it's it's time to go back also we needed a break yeah we needed, we needed to recoup after 20 some years of ministry right we need to get that love back mm-hmm. yeah so so you feeling the love feeling the love for ministry and then you know wanting to minister to people right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know people it's like a, it's like a love-hate relationship with people you love right. them you try to love them but then sometimes like people don't love you back or they mm-hmm. like they bite you the sheep they call people that you minister to like sheep in in, in church right you mm-hmm. are the shepherd that are sheep right but you know like that old adage goes sheep bite Mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes know, they kick as well they kick they kick <laughs> you in the, kick you right in the groin sometimes <laughs> so there's like that uh there's no memories there's good memories and painful memories but when you're in the painful moments that's all you can remember but sometimes you need to get out of it and heal and then remember all the good moments yeah and so that overrides the bad for sure so so what are some of the things that you'd like to keep from your previous church uh, experience and kind of, and what are the lessons and the changes that you want to make in, in, in Rain City? Well, things that I want to keep, well, I don't want to, I don't want, I never want to go back. Okay. But, um, but the future is also in the, in the ancient scriptures, right? So mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's really actually trying to do anything new or innovative. It mm-hmm. is written right there in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So what I find is that sometimes as ministers or ministries, we we kind of alter or we kind of misalign ourselves from what we're supposed to do. And then it, one degree off over 50 years could be really off. Right. So I want to go back to what we're supposed to do, and which is uh, we're not, we're not a, 
we're not a people coming together for community, but we're a community uh, come together for the commission, mm -hmm. the great commission of going out and making Jesus known uh, mm -hmm. in a real tangible way. And I want to make sure that Jesus is not an idea, but he is actually a person that we can actually relate with on a daily basis mm -hmm. and commune with the divine. And, uh, and I want church to be a place where it's truly like, a oasis a heaven a sample of heaven on earth mm -hmm. so when they enter the enter the sanctuary they're in a different world that they are transcended to a different place mm -hmm. where are they they actually feel the presence of god and they're not just they're not going to school to learn principles or ideas mm -hmm. because you can do that at home reading a book but we're gathered together to worship god and god actually shows up and manifests and does what he desires to do and then mm -hmm. the church is ultimately supposed to be a change agent to change the city so if the city is not changed the, you can't blame the government you blame the church mm. so i think um those are some of the things that i want to keep but obviously i don't have all the answers but as we go along i'm still young i'm still 49 i've got a long way to go mm -hmm. so We'll, we'll we'll adjust we'll adjust to this culture this north american vancouver culture which is very distinct even in canada mm. and we need to be able to adjust to the culture but without without uh assimilating too much so that we lose our distinct identity yeah well we're talking about a lot of fancy words i used over there yeah <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I was just flowing right now yeah oh, my you know goodness. what i think it's <laughs> You know, it's not it, planned, by the way. This yeah, is all this on is this is a just. Uh, we're we supposed to be talking about something else. Right yeah, now? We're, <laughs> well, we are supposed to be talking about something else. But I just, you know, I, I think this is a really like, you know, it, this is great. Number one, I think this is great news, Steve. I think it's and Josh. I think it's great news for, yeah, you know, for me personally. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also great news for I think for our city and uh, you know, um, the for young people and for for the people um to to get closer to god and to have a, a different um you know a different way to connect and we were talking about like that um that you know and i you know we, we all went to dinner last week to talk about kind of what we all ate uh we all went for a korean dinner and mm -hmm. Steve, I want to shout out to Sura <laughs> Korean Restaurant. S-U-R-A. Just in case you're listening and yeah. you want to give so us a free meal. <laughs> yeah. So Sura Restaurant. Yeah, we went there. Um, Josh and I ordered the entire menu and Steve ordered like this. <laughs> it's like tiny soup. I'm like, but yeah, we're out. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> but you never been... It, it's amazing this guy's never been to Sura. So yeah, cool. I've never been there. So I was like, I need to try this. I need to try that. That was delicious. It was so good. And mm. then we, but we were just talking about kind of different types of mediums uh, and right. using um, kind of trying to, you know, a lot of the tools like social media, podcasts, and stuff like that, where obviously everything's being made by God. And, you know, we want to, you know, use these new mediums uh, to, to really, um, to really, um, you know, to really, to really be able to connect with people um, mm -hmm. about their spirituality, about about God, about the relationship with Jesus, right, and and all these other great great things that we're able to to do. And so, um, you really are like I, I believe Rain City is really going to embrace a lot of the yeah. new technology and kind of um, like really act as we talked about acting as a platform, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, just just to clarify, Rain City, not R A I N. Yeah, <laughs> not Rain City. Right. That would be depressing to name yeah. the name a church <laughs> after the rain. Right. It's a play so, of words as well, though. Yeah, Rain R R E I G N, the rain mm -hmm. rain of God. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. On a side note, if you ever want to eat, this is a complete stereotype and <laughs> generalization, right. but I've noticed that when I eat with Chinese people. <laughs> they order the whole menu. It's well, like, yeah, it's like always like family yeah. style. Right. <laughs> yeah. You always go home with like, like tons of to-go boxes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I've never ordered so much for three people at Surah ever in my whole life. Right. Yeah. I think we needed a we bigger table. We had the table. stew. We had japchae. Yeah. Who, who had... paid? Who paid? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, you I paid. Maybe I, yeah, I'm just probably, You paid. Yeah, Thank God. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I was going to pay, but yeah. then I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, that's like... I, <laughs> I I think it's like, you know, because I, I actually don't go out to eat Korean very often. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, it was like a real big treat for me. But the bigger treat was to learn about this this new um, kind of this new, new idea, this new ministry. Mm -hmm. um, like, I hope that um that you know that it creates a great blessing to a lot of different people and brings people closer to god and you know for us um you know the whole we we've talked about it in a few other podcasts but the idea of church is you know it's mm. got to evolve right and mm -hmm. and we hope that rain city r e i g n city uh really really does like make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives because i must say like steve from you know i i know steve from his previous church and changed my life in in such a mm. great direction. So I, I'm, you know, very, very thankful. And I'm very excited about this. Uh, Jordan's coming back. 45, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a mistake. 45. <laughs> he went back to 23 pretty quick. Yeah, you got to yeah. go back to 23. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It was 45 and then back to the 23 yeah well he had to get it he had to yeah he wasn't the greatest when he this first isn't came wizards back. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is the that is no the no <laughs> yeah. no x x nay on the wizards yeah <laughs> no one talks about that one <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah i'm getting my i'm getting my uh, sea legs just like jordan had to like learn how to play bat. not learn how to play basketball but he had to get the feel back and then, right so i'm Brush learning the rest yeah i'm like the regular routine of busyness mm -hmm. is kind of i'm getting i'm exercising my busy muscles because mm -hmm. yeah i've never had two jobs before it's a really interesting time um grading all these papers mm -hmm. and then yet at the same time teaching and then going to all these meetings yeah my my week has suddenly become full all the every week <laughs> interesting interesting <laughs> but it's a good it's good to be busy yeah, you can handle it. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, my I'm uh, my stomach's feeling better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was That's a time there God. for a whole year, like I couldn't even sit on the computer for a long time. Mm -hmm. So finally, I, I I just kept praying, like, if you want me to do this, you gotta make sure my I'm hundred percent because I have to be on in the on on Zoom and, and on the computer all the time. So yeah, it's getting better. It's a nine out of ten right now, so it's awesome. It's taking a long time, man. Don't take antibiotics back to back. That's my one warning to everybody. Yeah. And if your doctor is looking up what to give you on the internet, that's a no. Just <laughs> run out and scream. Right. Is that what they did? Yeah, she like she started looking up on the internet. Well, I guess the doctor's Google or whatever. She was trying to look yeah. up like the dark web. Yeah, she was like, hmm, <laughs> hmm what? 
I don't know what to do here. Maybe I'll look at maybe maybe this combination won't work. Oh, then you you're just supposed to run out. Yeah. Everything in my body said run out, but then my like polite Asian like you're the professional. You're the professional subordinate. like submissive <laughs> to the yeah. person in power and then right. I just kind of I just wanted to, um, in my hurry up disease, I just want everything to be finished and done with. So I just wanted to get it over with, but mm-hmm. that was a big mistake. Big, big time. Like yeah. Donald Trump would say, bigly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bigly mistake. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. there'll be more stuff on Rain City down the road. We're just yeah, uh, and this Grotto podcast is gonna be part of the uh, yeah. a part of the uh, media, right? That, yeah, I that's think gonna be coming out. There's gonna be a strong emphasis on just media, and so like you said, we're gonna explore different platforms. And yeah, the main thing is just to be relevant and connect and reach out, because even now with covid it's it's pushing like the whole world being digital so we want to mm-hmm. we want to be in the forefront of that so mm-hmm. yeah uh stay tuned more 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 ahead yeah i'm really excited and if you guys you know obviously want to find out more about uh, rain city uh feel free to reach out to us at our gmail or our, our email right what's that <laughs> yeah. uh the grotto podcast yeah. at gmail.com well you can also rain you can also there's a website it, oh is there a website now okay website www.raincityreigncity.org it's very basic uh josh came up with it with like just a date placeholder oh cool it's a placeholder. Um, we're we're gonna make, but it's really good still. And yeah. our logo is really awesome. Oh, Josh, did you design it? Josh yeah. is awesome. Josh by is the way. awesome. Yeah. He designed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have an email called info at raincity.org. Raincity.org is a good like that's a that's a good sounds um, sounds yeah, nice. Eh? Yeah, it's a it's a good domain for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have your own names domains? Like do you have like Josh? Lowe? Yeah, we do. You do have Josh. Josh Lowe. at Rain City. Oh, okay. Yeah. I also have Steve at Rain City. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Like, do you guys have your own like domains, like joshlow.com? Oh, I do. Yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, that's my portfolio. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Steve, you do too, right? Yeah, I have my own website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that I got. I could have. I could have gotten. Do you have MichaelU.com? I have MichaelU.com, nice. but I could have gotten like nike.com <laughs> oh yeah i think nike. i made the right choice <laughs> like well because like early on in the internet i i interviewed oh. i got my name like very oh. early on in like in internet the dot com boom yeah like i was like oh really oh, i better get my own name because i read a, on oh. that was a big thing it's yeah such a bubble i could have gotten like that's like, how <laughs> yeah that's the wrong <laughs> choice i was like i can reserve one domain like with my nine dollars yeah. yes. i chose my name but i could have chose like like uh, <laughs> like adidas.com and like Nah. That's how old I am. <laughs> that's how old I am, and that's how dumb I am. Yeah, exactly. Because I could have literally got Stephen Kim at Gmail, <laughs> but stupid me, I put some other thing like S K I M S O N at uh, Gmail yeah. just because I thought that's what you do, right? Rather, not knowing that you can actually put your name Steve at Gmail.com, <laughs> yeah. which would have been amazing, right? But now there's one one million Steve Kims out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how dumb I am. Yeah, I mean, I, I am, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. We should have bought every so piece of real estate. Would have bought yeah. Tesla stock. Oh my god! Oh, like, Facebook I, stock. Yeah, exactly. Oh no! Oh no! But uh, that's okay. You know, that's that's life. You live and you learn, right? That's right. Yeah, and that's, that's right. But you know, I think it would be good for us to kind of talk about what's happening. Yeah. Obviously, we got okay. Three. Let's get on. Topic. Yeah. Let, let's let's get on let's get on topic. Uh, we wanted to talk about obviously a lot of the hate crimes that are happening against uh, Asian Americans, Asians in 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 uh canada and the, mm-hmm. in, in the u.s um 
Josh, do you, do you do you have a lot of context? Do you know a lot about kind of so okay. This stuff? is because yeah, I'm not as yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. Because I was telling Steve like he well he read he can share more on it because he read articles. But I like, right. I just don't. I don't know if it's me. That's weird. But like I don't read the news anymore, and not not to be like, uh, you know, to stay ignorant or anything. Right. But it's just so much negative news that yeah. I I basically get all my news from friends and people because they'll mm-hmm. mention what's important. Um, but yeah, obviously there's a lot of Asian hate going on, um, and, and it's on the rise. It's still rising. Yeah. Like, uh, what's I, the I, source I, of it? Like, Steve, do you want to speak yeah. into this a bit for us? Give us some well, context. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess I'm just trying to get the statistics here. So the statistics is new report just came out today and that <laughs> since January, is a 1,150 cases of racist attacks mm. in one form or another, I think between March 10th and December. Well, it's December 31st and March 10th. So In three months? Three months. Wow. wow, that's like 30 cases a day. Yes. Asian math. That's across Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where did this happen? On the streets, public parks, sidewalks, 49%, where it could be either people just... And this is against Asians. Just against Asians for wow. slurring racist, racist slurs or actually even physical attacks. I heard people spitting on old people. Spitting stuff on like people. That. Very disrespectful. Um, mm. I think one guy got hit in the head with a bottle just randomly. I don't know if that was racist. Um, I've had racist comments to, uh, hur- hurled towards me. So verbal yeah. assessment is, ver- verbal harassment is 73% of it. Physical force, aggression, or unwanted physical contact is 10%. Coughed or spat out is 10%. So basically, people are like spitting. One out of 10 yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, so... And then I, I, I just read that um, in on, on ter- BC is the highest, I think. It's 44% of all the attacks are in BC. Wow. 40, I think, 40% are in Ontario. But so we're like actually percentage-wise per capita, we're... Come on, BC, we can do better than that. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So, and then there was like that Atlanta shooting of uh, mm. some Korean and Asian uh, Chinese women, I think. Mm. Well, six of them were Korean. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Massage parlor, and the guy went in and said uh, he killed women because he didn't want to be tempted sexually by these massage parlors, which I think is total BS. Because mm. I think he's just using that as an excuse because he doesn't want to be charged with a hate crime. I think which is which is going to be really bad for him. So he shot up the Yeah, he killed 10 Asian women. Oh my god. In Atlanta mm. just last week. So it's a very big thing I think we need to be vigilant and uh so I'm always telling my wife and my kids to be vigilant. Always look around, look look around your surroundings and just People are following you or giving you weird looks. Just walk away. Right. Just go on the other side. Or um, I've had people just give me the finger. I get out of my apartment and just give me the finger. So this mm. is around Olympic Village area. Yeah, I mean, there's some yeah. mentally unstable people in my area because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. modular housing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to blame all people in modular housing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. So it's not just, a good. They're just passing by area. you, and you're. They're. They're making comments. Yeah, one guy just walked by me and gave me the finger. Wow. And then I, I said, "Hey, what's up?" Because I'm, I'm a different kind of pastor. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I'm just going, Hey, what's up? What's going on? You, why are you giving me the finger? And then, uh, I think he got startled that as, uh, I think he's used to just people just ignoring it. Yeah. And then he got startled and he said, Oh, what? I said, you gave me the finger. So why did you give me the finger? What did uh -huh. I do to you? And he said, well, I guess I was, I was towering over him. He was only like five, four. Mm -hmm. And I guess that also intimidated him too. And then he, he kind of like said, oh, I was just trying to scratch my head and walked away. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I've had another guy come up to me and say, oh, you, you Chinese people, I'm going to get my, uh, when I get my COVID check or something, I'm going to come back and like, I'm going to kill you guys. And I know he was mentally not right. Right. Yeah. Um, I've had a woman at Whole Foods literally run her cart over my foot. Hmm. Okay. And, and I was like, what's up? And then she said, I go, what's the problem? And then she goes, you are my problem. And walked Oh, so me. it was so yeah. directed. It wasn't like by no, accident. No, she looked at me with a dirty look. Wow. She's just a normal woman. She said, you are my problem. And so I know, I knew that was racist. Uh -huh. hmm. wow. She just kept staring at me like she didn't like me. And I've had old people just stare at me. It's because they blame wow. Asians for all the calamity right. in the world. Um, and then there's obviously reports out there on YouTube um, just kind of hyping up uh, whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. These theories, uh, they're saying, you know, Chinese government, you know, we're, we're trying to make weapon, uh, viral weapons and, mm -hmm. and it got leaked out or they did it on purpose right. or they didn't, they didn't stop they didn't shut down their country once they found out they let like the Chinese New Year thing happen in China. Mm -hmm. And then all these millions of people spread it and international mm -hmm. people came and they spread it. So they, a lot of people are blaming China, whether rightly or whether it's just whether it's just or unjust. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you lost a loved one and you lost your business and your livelihood and, and you're frustrated that your wife hates you because you're you're together all the time and now they found out you're really a jerk right like you're not at work and they can forget about it for a while but now people are getting divorced a mm -hmm. um, lot of bad things are happening in the world mental uh, men mental depression people are getting depressed suicides are going up drug use is going up yeah so they're gonna you know that's human nature right you gotta blame somebody it's a scapegoat kind of. Yeah, so we're getting scapegoated for sure, just like when nine eleven happened and mm. uh, all Muslims were were attacked. It's funny though, if you're if you're white or Caucasian out there, can you just make sure you you know the difference between like Chinese and Filipinos and <laughs> right? <laughs> Be culturally aware. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. a, a guy in New York is Filipino and it's, his face got slashed. Oh man! Really? Yeah, just recently, his face got totally slashed across. Like he has all these stitches in his face because he was. They thought he was Chinese, but man, he's Filipino. He looks totally Filipino. Jeez. Mm, so just like in during the nine eleven when the when East Indians were getting attacked because they thought they were Muslim, and the guy was like, "I'm a Hindu," mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> so get get it right first of all. Do you do you think the increase is being caused because the it's being announced more in the news and then it has that snowball effect? Because, you know, it could have probably gradually increased over even last year, right? But why it just started all of a sudden like 2021? Mm -hmm. Do you think like just the the trending news is like causing more 
of a snowball effect on that. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, I think media is is very powerful, and it can it has the it has the opportunity to um to shape minds and opinions mm-hmm. and attitudes and actions obviously um you know, you know there's that you know big word propaganda that a lot of people use and that's you know that's a big reason why i stay away from a lot of mainstream mm-hmm. media and i try to take a balance which i don't know as much you know it, it saddens me deeply um when certain segments of our community whether they're like asian or gay or any segment of our community is like you know being um harassed or uh you know violence is um is is being targeted toward a, a group of people uh when it's not uh, anything that they could control and it's mm-hmm. really sad to me um where you know i i do not believe in like in any kind of violence um and you know it's it, you know whether that's verbal violence or you know emotional or physical violence people are getting spat on that's just you know that that just really saddens me, and and specifically, you know, obviously I'm I'm Asian, so you know it hits home a little bit more. But even, you know, I think that um, um, it, it is being stirred. I think like it's kind of stirring up like a a you know when when it's in the mainstream media like this, mm-hmm. it stirs up like this attitude, you know, where um, you know where you know it's kind of. I don't want to put it, but it's kind of like it's popularizing that kind of behavior in in mm-hmm. some ways. So, yeah, um, I, I think that there's definitely an impact for sure. Um, now, I believe I always believe in the truth, and you know, um, journalistic integrity is kind of being oh yeah has really changed. We've talked about it a lot on yeah. this podcast mm-hmm. in the past, but you know, it's so one sided and things like that. But I think you should report the truth, and if ten women are murdered, um. And, you know, and that's, that's, you know, you should report that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the media always f- highlights things, you know, it's like sensationalized yeah, mass things. murders and then they just highlight it. And then all these crazy people feel like they want to get on the news too. So I don't know, it might exacerbate the situation, but the situation is already there. I mean, I anticipated this happening last year because I, I knew people are going to blame Chinese people. Mm. right i mean that's just common sense one plus one equals two they're Mm. gonna and i I just know human nature Mm. humans human beings want to blame someone Mm. yeah they they want the easy answers right um they want simple answers they're mentally mentally lazy i hate to say it this way but people human beings are mentally lazy they don't want to do the hard work Mm. of actually investigating and finding out truth Mm. they just want they want to be spoon-fed simple solutions, simple fixes, simple reasons why to justify their anger and hatred, and they want to portray it somewhere. Uh, and they want to project that onto somebody, and that's just as old as time scapegoating. Mm-hmm. That's just, and that's even in the Bible. That's why God created like animals to. You actually kill the animal, and you put your hand on there. You put your, you put your hand on there as on the animal to signify your sins are being transferred to this goat and by the in the killing of this goat or this lamb or this sheep is a symbol uh that your sins have been killed through this animal mm-hmm. that's the ultimate of scapegoating it's imputing the sin right yeah so yeah. um basically 
that because God knows our human nature. We need to like we just can't live in this mystery or right. Uh, we need black and white answers, but some things are mysterious. Like, why did COVID happen in the world? I don't know. Why did it originate in China? I don't know. Why? Why didn't other diseases that originated in other countries did not? How come they didn't spread? I don't know. Why did Ebola not spread? Mm -hmm. Who knows? But it is what it is. So we can't be mentally lazy. We need to really investigate. But mm -hmm. people are lazy. That's my conclusion, and because of that, I knew they were gonna look. They're gonna look for people to blame, mm. and in some ways, I am empathetic because people are suffering quite a bit. But that doesn't justify uh, they're taking out their anger and spewing it on a group of people. Uh, that's just wrong. That's as old as time. Mm -hmm. That's like Christians spewing out all their anger on, like, you know, the Puritans. Puritans like. Um, you know, uh, killing witches and women and all these people mm -hmm. thinking that it, it's them that's causing all the problems, Inquisition, the Crusades, even Christians, we are not immune to blaming somebody. Right. Like homosexuality, blaming homosexuality for the ills of society. Mm -hmm. Really, if you want to know what's wrong with society, you look to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The church is supposed to be the transforming agent of society. If society is going to the crapper is because the church is not doing anything about anything mm -hmm. we are not the salt we are not the influencers so don't but we as human beings are our sinful nature we want to blame so i understand that part but uh how do we respond as christians as people well as christians uh in just the common grace or common law of god that's pervasive for all of humans that's just general for all of humans that permeates all of the globe that common law whether you're a christian or not it means that we there's this common respect for each other mm -hmm. that we are all made in the image of god imago day and that we respect and honor one another as human beings that when we see each other we actually see the image of god in each other and inequality injustice and oppression is just evidence of this dark sinful world and you're supposed to fight against that and so you need to, you can't swallow it. You can't just accept it and say, well, that's for another group. Mm -hmm. um, as much as we stand up for Asians, you know, oh, it's happening to me, but we can't be so myopic. We should be also standing up when we should be marching and saying something when George Floyd was killed. We should be when uh, there's oppression on the streets of inner city in, in America, mm -hmm. when you know, when uh, homosexual and gay people, the LBGTQ community was being oppressed by all people, all religions, human beings, just humans, just Christians, even oppressing them. You, somebody needed to stand up mm -hmm. and say, this is another human being, whether you agree with their lifestyle or not, it's irregardless right now, irrelevant right now. They're being oppressed as human beings and somebody needs to stand up. So I think that's what Asians are not good at doing. We don't know how to stand up. To be outspoken? Mm -hmm. Where do you think the source is of that? Well, oh. I was just teaching that in my class today. Actually. Yeah? No, go ahead, Josh. I'd say like there's a you know a big proportion of our listeners are, are Asian. Yeah. You know, we're all Asian. <laughs> no, I was just going to say yeah. we're going to go down deep rabbit hole, but okay. it's, it's all rooted in the cultural upbringing, right? I think there's like, uh, I think we were discussing before, it's the Confucius roots mm -hmm. and how there's very like hierarchical structures and mindsets so mm -hmm. 
um we've just kind of been if we, we don't hold like a certain position then we don't have we don't feel like we have a voice to express how we feel mm-hmm. yeah there's two things that work this guy named hofstede actually d- uh, mapped out cultural dimensions throughout the world and then uh he was one of the first and now there's other studies meta studies that have been done throughout the world but there's certain clusters sections around the globe that have certain dimensions more than others Mm -hmm. so one dimension that is in asian you know south pacific cultures and then also interestingly enough in african cultures Mm. is power distance so somebody is like a hierarchical system Mm -hmm. whether it's because of confucius or like whoever taught that it's just male dominant societies i don't know because some of those cultures are very masculine Mm-hmm. but patriarchal societies where they honor the patriarch, the family. Um, yeah. You're, you're taught as little kids not to talk, mm-hmm. not to speak up, not to say anything. People in authority don't question, just follow along. Right. Um, and then if you try to speak up and uh, you know, bring a contrarian point of view, then you're going to get slapped in the head. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, being disrespectful. So that's just embedded in our DNA, I think. But also the other couple. Do you think it's embedded in the DNA, or do you think it's like conditioned? I feel like it's more conditioned than. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, it's not DNA, but it's, it's yeah, it's called uh, cultural DNA. You mean? Yeah, it's called memes, actually, M E M E. So it's like a technological. Techno, uh, technological Isn't that like a hilarious like caption? No, <laughs> isn't that what a meme That's, is? Twitter, Twitter stole that. Oh, okay. But it's All like right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a social a social. It's a meme with a baby like. Oh, that's sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no man. That's so did that's that come from Richard Dawkins? Is he the guy? Um, he wrote a book called The Selfish Gene. I, I think that's well, the author. Maybe mimetics. I just read it. In, I just read it in social scientific scientific articles. But mm. meme is actually um, non genetic coded material mm-hmm. that's been embedded onto you. So it's like gen- it's not as strong as genetic, but almost as okay. powerful. Non genetic coded material. Yeah, non genetic. So like genetics, you can't help. You can, it's passed down to you. But this is non genetic. Okay. It's not like. It's not, you're not born with it, but it's it's so powerful that you are swimming in it. Yeah. So if you're living mm-hmm. in China, you're swimming in this meme culture. Like right. it's being passed on to you, infused into your system. So it's almost like genetic. Mm-hmm. So you you don't have to have somebody tell you to honor your parents. It's just it's just you just remember it. You mm-hmm. ju- you just kind of like automatically do it, right? So because of that. And also uncertainty avoidance, which is uh, Asians are high in uncertainty avoidance. We, I think, this is all generalizations, right? Mm-hmm. All but, stereotypes are true. We all believe that. Right? <laughs> well, this is, not a, this is not a stereotype, <laughs> yeah, but uh, more of a studied like correlations. But uh, true to some point, but uh, actually, people can transcend those these points. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uncertainty of if you have parents who are very anxious, Asian parents who are worried all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because they want to make sure then that the future is certain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want any kind of uncertainty. They don't want any action that will cause uncertainty. So they want to make sure that everything is mapped out, and then you're going to have nothing bad is going to happen to you. That's mm-hmm. where anxious anxiety and worry comes from. Right. So if Asians have that, if you speak up, then you're you're actually propagating an action that could cause uncertain 
reaction. Mm-hmm. You don't know what people are going to say about what you just said out there in public. Right. You don't know what's going to happen if you go on TV and say, like, somebody attacked me. Like, this is wrong. You don't, you're, you're afraid that somebody's going to find out who you are and come and, like, attack you. These are all things that people worry about, right? Whereas certain Western cultures, people don't. The uncertainty of avoidance is not as high, and so they have more courage. Mm. And they're, they're like, well, let the chips fly where they may, and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to say what I need to say. So um, those two things coupled together causes Asians to be really quiet and docile in a general sense. And I think that's... I think this racism has been uh, simmering for a long time and it's just being uh, like ignited. I'm actually surprised that it's, it's filled like, well, it's, it's, it's being on the news now, Mm -hmm. but I, my guess is that like, are the numbers actually up in terms of Asian uh, like crimes or is it Asian targeted crimes or is it like, just being it is reported up now. Seven hundred percent. Oh wow. Okay. Like, but that's been reported. Yeah. Like me personally, that's so I was a little shocked hearing this because, well, I think mainly because I've just been at home because of social distancing. Right. I don't go out as much, so I don't see it. But um, okay. Like me personally, I it hasn't really changed much. Hmm. But it is interesting to hear how. Well, I was born and raised here, and I never had any kind of like um, target. Oh, yeah. Like born. But, you know, until like, well, I don't know if I shared it on this podcast, but like a few like maybe a few months ago, Mm. I was just walking on the on the, you know, like just walking on a sidewalk and some older lady approached me and said it's you know, she was like really like really in my face and she was like it's all your fault that we're in this mess. Oh, you and your your people's (laughs) fault that we're in this mess. Uh And then. I was like, oh my God, I was, I was kind of like taken aback. I was quite surprised. And then I kind of like stepped back for a moment and, you know, I just tried to collect my thoughts and I was like, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, um, you know, I was thinking about raging back with like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, um, you know, I took a second to, to think and I maybe did like a insta like a very short prayer and I said you know there's something wrong with this lady mm-hmm. so actually I said you know I I engaged in a conversation with her about um like you know, her beliefs and kind of what was happening and, you know and as it turns out a lot of her friends lost their jobs mm-hmm. and you know she was also suffering very much from some health issues that she couldn't go see her doctor uh. anymore for and we actually sat at the park bench and we had like probably a five or 10 minute conversation about, wow. you know, I, I told her that COVID could happen to any country. Like, you know, it wasn't anyone that thinks like it was like a plot, a Chinese plot is, is kind of I, like, I, you know, I'm a conspiracy theory and I like, I think, I feel like <laughs> it would be kind of fun. Like, you know, it's fun to, I think of that idea, but it, it's, it's just, there's just like the, the probability, like I always right. like it's, you know, what do they say? It's like some form of a law, the most like logical and easiest 
kind of root to something is yeah. typically the way that it right. yeah that it kind of comes together so yeah so we had a we had like a really engaged conversation i feel at the end of it it was you know she kind of changed her outlook because mm. i said that could have happened to france and i was like would you be going around to french people and doing, right. doing this type of thing and she said no she she agreed that she wouldn't and i said you know we shouldn't target these people this is like this is like a disease against humanity, you know, mm. and we're all people. And so we had, you know, we, we had a great conversation and, you know, hopefully her mind changed. And I said, I felt really sorry about her health issues and I hope she got mm. well. And, you know, but, and I feel like, um, I think Steve brings a really good point into play about kind of how we should react to this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and so what is, what is, you know, I guess, what's the best way to react to, to, that's the perfect segue to to the topic we finally sure. wanted to talk yeah. about, which okay. is yeah, how do you how do you uh, how do we use like our faith or our spirituality to overcome conflict and confrontation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how, how are you able to like react so quickly that way? Well, of- I know that uh, you know if if I didn't like uh, if I didn't have God in my life. Uh-huh. Um, I would react it totally differently. And I, and I agree with Steve a hundred percent that, you know, the level of faith, um, that is he, like kind of here now, I'm not surprised that BC has the most cases of like hate crimes against Asians. Number one, we have a lot of Asians here, <laughs> but, number, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but they have a lot of Asians in Toronto. Mathematics. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's the math, there's the math side yeah. of it, but also, you know, the fact that the, the you know, the amount of faith uh you know we were talking about the number of churchgoers being like kind of the smallest proportion uh-huh. and steve that's correct right mm. yeah and you know so um in, in that instance in that in that case like i know if i didn't have faith i would have reacted completely differently i would have potentially gone to a screaming match it might have escalated mm. and she would have been able to go and tell a story to other people mm. and spread kind of the the hatred um even further mm. because that was my initial kind of human reaction was to to like um but um you know taking a step back and and really um trying to you know one obviously trying to act as Jesus would have acted in that case right um but and you know as Steve alluded to in the past and and what's in the in the you know in the bible to be the salt and the light and in, in all these kind of situations and so how do we do that um you know in in times of conflict so well i think it's it's that and i think i admire you for doing that and kudos to you like definitely god's spirit was on you during that during in that moment and not many people can react that way um but I think there's also a collective voice that we need to start to find. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. captured like the zeitgeist of his moment of this season, right? Of his moment, and and was the voice for a group of people that were oppressed. And I think my feeling is post-COVID life, if people. If, People, Asians don't stand up and say, you know, uh, this is wrong. Like, you need to have a voice. That actually has power in this collective voice together. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, 
becoming a voice for injust like what's not just and what's not right and being activated in that and being united um, actually uh, you have power because darkness drives in darkness mm -hmm. like but when you speak together it brings light yeah and when right. you, when light comes into darkness darkness always loses mm -hmm. there is no battle so if people think that they can get away with it in the underbelly and then like it's going to be one incident here and one incident there and mm -hmm. and these asian people are so docile they're not going to say anything and these mm -hmm. old, and then you know what's sad is old people getting pushed underground mm -hmm. and yeah in their heads because they're it's cowardice they're picking on the vulnerable and right. a lot of the incidents are in restaurants you know a lot of women working there and mm. grocery stores like the yeah. weak and then the marginalized. The vulnerable and jesus always stood up for the weak and marginalized yeah and so you need to be able to stand up for the for those who can't speak and i know a lot of our elderly and people of the asian descent can articulate their voice uh can articulate their feelings as well and they're afraid uh, i think we even if you're attacked or not attacked or if you had experiences like michael or you haven't uh, we need to have a collective voice right Mm -hmm. We need to be able to like do something, march mm -hmm. or something or protest just to say this is wrong. It's being highlighted. Mm -hmm. Now I want every we want everybody to know mm -hmm. that this is not right. And we're not going to just sit here and have you spit on us. Now, that's the voice part. And then the love part is uh, having a dialogue with people. Now, there's there's people who are mentally not right. And so having a dialogue with people like that will probably be futile. They actually need psychological help or counseling. But I think uh, for people who are just maybe like the person you talk to, just frustrated and angry, having, uh, creating a space for dialogue will always help. Mm. Um, just giving them an alternate point of view, giving them a different sample of what Asians are like. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know who we are as people um, so it's not to be passive and it's you don't want to be aggressive but you want to be confident and you want to be uh, assertive now jesus was never passive and he was not aggressive but he was always confident he knew what he wanted to say mm -hmm. and he would say it at the right time the right way uh, and and he knew when to say it so i think my emphasis is not to always go to the like what michael did was amazing but as, as christians and as asians we're always deferring to like oh i don't want to be i don't want to get into a confrontation with this person so i'm mm -hmm. just going to walk away i think um we want to go on the little bit we want to we want to rebalance ourselves we're a little bit too passive i think mm -hmm. and i think if you want to, it's like, it's like those pendulums, right? If you're on the way on one side of passivity, mm -hmm. you kind of have to push yourself a little bit more mm -hmm. to the more of the aggressive side to balance yourself, to balance yourself. So you can get into the middle where you're confident mm -hmm. because you're passive and you're trying to be a little bit aggressive or you want to be a little bit confident. You're still going to be on the passive side. You're going to mm -hmm. have to push yourself to be more vocal, mm -hmm. more right. voice your opinions more. If you see something, say something. Uh, at least call the police or do something mm -hmm. or you know like 
unless your life is in danger and the guy's like going to stab somebody, call the yeah. police. Don't confront anybody like that. Just be discerning. Mm-hmm. But uh, yet at the same time, um, you know, just just be a little bit, rebalance, your, reset yourself. Mm-hmm. As, uh, let's reset ourselves as a people, uh, you know, because eventually uh, we're human beings and we get oppressed too much. Then we're, you're, uh, even as individuals, if you just keep getting bullied, you're going to explode. Nobody can be bullied for so long and then just act calmly all the time. You're mm-hmm. going to explode and then you're going to do something stupid. Mm. So you better learn how to channel that and be confident so that you can diffuse some of that frustration and anger and, mm-hmm. um, in a positive way. So mm. I think sometimes we mistake Jesus as like the lamb. Mm-hmm. It's like the lamb. On the, you know, he's the shepherd, and he's always so gentle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people don't even know what meek means. Meek is gentleness under, like his power under control. Mm-hmm. And also remember, Jesus is the lion, right? In Revelation, he is the lion and the lamb. On the earth, he was a lamb, but in heaven, he's mm-hmm. a lion. That's good. Mm-hmm. So he's both. Mm-hmm. So we want to be both. That's my, my, my take. I think. I would love to see people rally in Vancouver and just kind of be one voice and um, show the world like, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not going to let our elderly people be pushed around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to let our women, like our ladies be bullied mm-hmm. in the grocery stores at restaurants. Uh, we're not going to let anybody do that. And we're going to stand as one. We're not going to fight you, but we're not going to just sit down and just, take it Mm -hmm. and i think that's the message we need to hear right now i know that's not a typical message of a pastor Mm -hmm. but like i said i'm not your typical pastor (laughs) right if you want a typical pastor don't come to (laughs) raincity.org you know i i yeah i i really you know i think that that that's such a that's such a insightful message for you know a lot of us because i think a lot i think a, a big bulk of our listeners are are asian and i feel like we're kind of not talking about it, not even having a lot of conversations about mm-hmm. it. Like, um, you know, we, I work with a lot of people. We, we, we mm-hmm. haven't really been talking about it. And I think it's something that is really, um, you know, out there on the news right now and on the rise. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is obviously, you know, it's inspiring me to, 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 to do that as well in my workplace and, mm. You know, with with my family and have some really good conversations. And if you have a platform, like use use your platform, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to stand up for one another. I mean, we can't just wait always to, you know, you 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 you're if you never speak up for somebody else when you know you're fine and somebody else is getting attacked, whether it's Asian hate crimes or uh, racist crimes against black people or gay people or anybody who is mar- women misogyny if you don't speak up because it's none of your business mm-hmm. and that's what i hear a lot of asians say it's none of my business i don't mm-hmm. want to get involved right if you don't right. trouble yourself one day the trouble is going to come to you and you'll you'll be crying for help and no one's going to be there for you right so you're going to put it out in the atmosphere like i am here i am a person that's gonna i want to get engaged Right, because yeah, it's yeah. not just about me; it's about my children's children. Because mm-hmm. if you don't speak up, one day the society is going to go to the crapper, and you, as an individual, that mentality is perpetuating 
what's happening yeah because behavior always ramps up right so if like you know somebody does a snide comment you mm-hmm. know and they get away with it three times right. they then they start you know then they raise their volume and then from volume goes to actions and maybe even violence and you never know what could happen right like this mm-hmm. it's it t- typically happens incrementally mm-hmm. right because they you know every human being tries to kind of see where the edges of uh yeah i i i yeah, I totally agree with you, and I know that I don't, I, don't, I, I, I'm on the little bit more of the assertive, or my wife says a little bit aggressive <laughs> side. <laughs> so I need to swing right. the pendulum to the more passive side. But right. If I'm not in danger, I, I don't feel like this guy is gonna like pull out a knife or something like that. Or I feel I sense that this guy is just being an idiot or a jerk, mm-hmm. um, and he needs to he needs some truth, and and then. I need to wake him up to the reality like you shouldn't have said that yeah so if i'm at a coffee shop and i've done this a few times if some somebody's like acting like a jerk to some somebody or um they, they said something really dumb like racist um i'll say hey that's not cool man mm-hmm. and then they'll look at me and i'll say yeah i don't know what's happening with you but that was not right don't say that out loud mm-hmm. and then he'll be looking at me and then i'll just say and then if we can have a conversation, he'll just look at me. I don't know if he wants to, but I'll say, you know, what's happening with you? What's what's going on? So that, because what I've noticed is that sometimes they just wake up. They're, yeah. like, they're in a trance. They're, it's a it's a habitual it's a habitual thing. They're not, right. con- people are not consciously deciding to be racist or ignorant. They've just, it's just a habit. And then nobody called them out on it and say, hey, why are you yeah. doing that? It's like somebody picking their nose. It's a habit. And you say, "Hey, why are you picking your nose?" Mm-hmm. Oh, am I picking you don't my even nose? Re- yeah, they don't even realize it anymore because then, it becomes part of their exactly day to day like you just you just w- made them awake to what's happening, and then you say, "What's going on?" You know, I'll, and then I'll try to explain. I've had conversations with people. You know, like when you say that, I know you're not directing it directing it towards me. Mm. But in a general sense, it affects me mm-hmm. because that is my life. Like you don't right. know what my life is. Right. So sometimes words have power. When you say things like that, you don't know what's affecting. So please be careful next time. Right. And then some people really totally get it. They just say, I just didn't even know what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important that you speak up when you feel like it's appropriate. Like, you know. Jesus knew when to say it, how to say it. Right. Right. And he actually, you know, did it. So yeah. Speak up. Do, and, you, do you think it's like a sense, a lack of this community feeling or like a sense of community or around the space? Cause I feel like if people feel like, Oh, this isn't, you know, you know, this isn't my home or whatever, or it doesn't matter. Like I'm not going to have ownership in, in this space. So I, so whatever I do doesn't have mm, consequences. Yeah. Cause I, and it also kind of ties down to like maybe for Asians in general, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm stretching out here, but um, like if they feel like, oh, this isn't my place to speak and I don't have this ownership of this community and contribute, then my voice doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think people need to, yeah, I, I can see that um, being a like openly a lame excuse. Yeah. <laughs> God puts you in that place in that moment for a reason Mm -hmm. right like that's why you're there right um and so i think 
um, like for example, if you're facing persecution or you're facing like um, uh, like a conflict, like God put us in that position and He gave us the tools, the knowledge, and hopefully you you know you you have the faith to and trust to be able to um, to do the right thing, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like you know that's a big part. We, we're we're talking like the, yeah, like you know. <clears throat> Um, we're supposed to be, you know, we're not supposed to be bound to that that culture, right? Our Asian culture. We're supposed to be bound to like God's culture, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, when when we commit to to living a life with, you know, with Jesus, like that's the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like a lot of you know, there's there shouldn't be a dichotomy there, and yeah, so I think. Yeah, but I do definitely see, you know, the, you know that that lack of community maybe doesn't give someone the strength, mm. right? That or the, you know, or that um, the feeling of, uh, you know, of like backup. I think you you have something yeah. there. It's like a ownership of our of our country because we're a lot of us, a lot of our parents and parents like that generation are immigrants, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, if we, even if we're second or third, we're still not far removed from this. Like we are the this diaspora from another land. Yeah, we always get those comments like "Go back to China, go back to." Whatever. Yeah, right. I was like, "No, this is my <laughs> this is my home. I was I mean, born here." You can, yeah. So just just that ownership aspect, I think. Hmm. But, um, but you are in the in the land. That's that's the Christian mentality, right? Uh, right. Immigrant. The first church was persecuted from Jerusalem, and they were dispersed. They're the diaspora. They're the uh, immigrants. Right. Okay. And then they went to Corinth, Ephesus, and Rome, and then they made those places their home. Mm. And Jeremiah actually even says to Israel when they're gap when they were enslaved by Babylon and took they took they were taken from their home to Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Jeremiah say in 29? Go to that land and make home. Make a home. Wow. Have children. Mm-hmm. Be, be prosperous there. And give into the land and work the land. Right? Mm-hmm. And bless the land. So, and then in time, it took 70 years for them to come back home to their true land. Mm-hmm. But while you're there for like almost two generations, bless the land. Mm-hmm. Where another prophet named Hananiah said to the people, don't go to that land. Forget that land. Live outside the margins of that city, mm-hmm. Babylon, and um, just don't assimilate in any way. Don't don't bless it in any way. Don't do anything. Just bide your time, and then you can escape that land. Mm-hmm. So that's Jeremiah clearly says God's mandate for us is when we live in a land, we need to bless it. Mm. We need to not just take from it. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes our Asian mentality is to take, take, take. Mm. What can I do with this business? And I just want to make money for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. It's a very individualistic and selfish attitude. Mm. But if you're living in this land, you need to think about how to bless this land. Mm-hmm. How right. to how to be a contributor to this right. land. And that it means also uh, speaking up to injustice, uh-huh. inequality, unfairness. Like, and not just when you're you're ethnic group is attacked is when other people are attacked yeah so you need to voice those opinions because this is your land this is your Mm -hmm. community that god has sovereignly placed you in that's the christian mentality Mm -hmm. that's why 
whether I like Vancouver or not, I mean, I have to love it. Mm -hmm. Liking and loving is complete two different things. Like I may not like everything about <laughs> Vancouver, like the rain, and <laughs> I'd rather have the nice oceans of Hawaii, but <laughs> right. I have to love it. I have to give myself to it. That's right. why I try to put my resources and time into making this city better. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But um, that's that's the mandate for me. So I think if as Christians, if you don't have that mentality, there's something not right. And if you're if you're going to a church and then the church is like, mm. just come to a Sunday and then we just have picnics and barbecues and then it's just all about us and our Bible studies and you're not thinking about the city. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we named our ministry Rain City. Mm hmm. Because it's about the city that we're living in, mm -hmm. blessing the city. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing that, there's you're actually outside the biblical mandate, mm -hmm. which is very clear in Revelation 19:21. The church is supposed to become the city of God. Mm. So, I and I'm going on a little rant here, but I'm very passionate about this. We need to rise up and say something, mm. do something, mm -hmm. speak up for everything, every situation. I think Jesus was never quiet when there was injustice. Mm -hmm. He always did something, did, said something, said the most perfect thing. He who, ha who has no sin cast the first stone to the woman. There was injustice. Mm -hmm. What was mm -hmm. the man in that situation who was committing the adultery? It was just a woman. Mm -hmm. That was misogyny. But what did Jesus do? He saved that woman mm -hmm. by saying the most right thing, the perfect thing. He didn't shy away. He didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't want, you know, he actually said what he was supposed to be said. Mm -hmm. uh, when people were treating, you know, the marginalized unfairly, he did it by action. And uh, he, he went to dinner with the prostitutes and the women and the poor and the widows. Right. Because he made a prophetic statement. So I think these are all statements that we make. And uh, you got to do something, even if in the smallest way, or it, it could be a big thing. I, one story I have, I always tell the stories. I was in Brazil, and then um, we we're on this trip in Brazil near Uberlândia, which is about two, three, no, 10 hours away from Sao Paulo. Okay. And um, so they were caught, we were on a big, you know, those tour buses. And then I brought like about 20 people with us, with me to this trip. Right. And, uh, and then the people, the, Brazilians were hosting it, so they didn't speak English as well. And then they had like heavy accents, but so they have to call roll call every every morning when we get on the bus, right? They're okay. Like, there's a lot of Americans there, like Peter, John, Steve. But then on our passports, we had so many Asians, <laughs> and we were really the only Asians there, right? And on the passport, we have like Sing Song, Chewy, right? Right, and Hyun Uk Kim. That's my name, right? Mm -hmm. So. If you're Asian, you know exactly how to say that. But I guess for uh, Brazilian, or <laughs> they don't know how to say it. So it started getting really awkward. They're like, ting, tong, nong, louie. <laughs> and then I think they didn't mean it at first, but people started laughing. Like mm -hmm. non-Asians on the bus, mm -hmm. that Americans, right? They thought it was funny. And I think they were just being, they're just ignorant. They don't know that that's offensive. Mm -hmm. But then it started getting worse and worse every morning. So I let this go on for a couple of days and it was getting more exaggerated right Sing, dong, dong, like they were doing that kind of stuff yeah and so i i asked requested a meeting with the with the executive director and then the people who are in charge and i told them just calmly over breakfast and i said um uh, 
you know what you guys are doing is racist and is hurtful. I know you don't mean to do it, but please stop. Because that's when we grew up in Canada, when we're immigrants, that was the, one of the first things that they did to make fun of us. And it's bringing back a lot of hurtful memories. So I know people are not meaning to do it, but please stop doing that. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Mm. And they stopped right away. Mm -hmm. They changed the person. And then the person who actually was doing that became one of my best friends best mm. friends in the, on the planet because they just don't don't know right then they realize oh this is not funny that's so, a good example of healthy yeah. correction yeah you get it yeah. but if i didn't speak up now right. that could be perpetuated for the next group yeah and the next group, yeah. and it just gets worse and worse yeah, yeah and just escalates yeah. from there yeah and then some person's gonna not know how to handle it and some asian's gonna asian guy like has a chip on his shoulder or her shoulder could stand up and say, yeah. and snap, you guys right? are messed up. Yeah. Like, you know, and then yeah. cause more conflict. So yeah. And just division amongst people. You right? got to learn yeah. how to do it properly in a way that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. so, but you got to make it stop. I think it's, it's important. Like how, how you said to, you, you mentioned the facts and it was calm. You didn't react to it and they just got the facts and you just said it's hurtful and, but you didn't make them feel bad. And I think that's, that's really important to, yeah, you just, to realize too. Yeah, you just want to tell them that I know you don't you don't mm. know what's happening here. Yeah. You don't know my background because you're not Asian, mm -hmm. but I just want to let you in my world. Mm. And uh, that really helped them. And I feel like the fact that you guys are friends and became close friends afterwards mm -hmm. is, you know, is like a testament to um, you know, the the bond you guys have as as brothers of, you know, in with, you know, versus Well, they just don't they just don't know. Yeah. They they don't know, so. Mhm. Mm yeah, you just gotta speak about. Can I just tell one more funny story? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the best one ever. Okay. I was on a taxi ride in Toronto. Right. I was from going down, going home from uh, from the airport. Yeah. And this guy, this Middle Eastern guy, he came. He was in the taxi and he said, "Oh, come on into my cab, right?" And I came in and then I was really tired. Right. And I uh, had a long trip and then he, he's like, "What are you Chinese?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I'm Korean." And he said. Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Philippine, all the same, man. <laughs> and then I just looked at him and I just I just said, should I engage? And then I went, what are you? He said, I'm from Turkey. And I said, yeah, Turkey, <laughs> Italy, Iran, <laughs> Iraq, <laughs> you know, Morocco, all the same. <laughs> he went he looked at me no 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 we're different we're different and i went and i just looked at him i gave him that look and then he looked at me and he went ah oh, he started laughing his head i get it i get it i get what you're saying i right. get it i get it yeah right i see i see you you you're so tricky <laughs> and i just you know i just you know just you know very like uh just for funny jovial. way jovial yeah. way i just like uh just corrected him, right? Yeah. So you yeah. don't always have to get upset. You can right. do it. You can use your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Humor is a good diffuser. Yeah. Right. He said, you taught me something today, man. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, that it's just a, you know, I think that there's a very powerful message of, of, you know, standing up for, you know, when, when things are, are wrong and, 
And, uh, you know, I think on that note, guys, you know, this mm-hmm. is, this has been a lot of fun. First recap pot, like first time back. A little think. extra long just for to make up lost oh, time. Oh yeah. So, so make up a bit of lost time, but yeah. yeah. On that note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Grotto podcast, guys. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please rate us five out of five on the podcast platform you're listening to it on. And if you have ideas for topics or want to get in touch with us, yeah. Josh. Uh, yeah, DM us at the Grotto Podcast on Instagram or email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and re- check out uh, raincity.org. Uh, org. So, raincities, R E I G H N City. R E I G N. Huh? R E I G N C I T Y. Okay. Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. I need to practice yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye bye.